Welcome to TV Talk, the podcast about television, over at thewordprint.com. Hi there, and welcome to the Workprints Harley Talk, Episode 7. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is Rob. Hey, people. This is the lucky number seven. Yeah, lucky. Literally the mid-season point. Yes. Which is uh, perfect for everything that happens. Uh, today mm. we'll be recapping and talking about Episode 7, No Place to Go But Down. Fair warning, if you haven't tuned into Harley Talk before, this podcast is full of spoilers. Rob and I are just going to break it down scene by scene and talk about what we liked and like. Yes. Um, all right, let's just get to it. Rob, how do we start? Okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to start from the beginning because now I didn't know from the last episode, unless I forgot about the last episode, that Harley is being put on trial. Yeah, yeah. I remember the last episode, they were arrested by Two-Face. So this is the... Oh, yeah, This right. is what happens. Yeah, it was like the last scene of the of the last week, so... And uh, she's putting being put on trial for the murder of Penguin amongst... Mm, a bunch of other infractions for the most part <laughs> yeah and it's harley so it's kind of like all right you got a murder and you got a few other things trailing behind you like anal beads <laughs> so basically you have her in the courtroom which is now like the gotham new courthouse is uh bane is sitting as he's a sitting judge which is interesting <laughs> It's it beyond interesting. It's very silly. <laughs> it's so stupid. But I like this episode, and this episode just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. So it's Bane as a sitting judge. I mean, Two Face is the district attorney. Of I course, mean, obviously, that's the role that he was born to play because he was that before Two Face. Mm-hmm. And Harley is like, I'm already screwed. So and Two Face is like, now I got you a fair, a fair attorney fair counsel i got you man bat <laughs> which is funny because man bat can't actually speak english you can just yep. screech and there are subtitles but the actual the actual folks don't have a clue what he's saying it just sounds like bad speeches which is amazing yeah i would like to explore this more where he's actually a good attorney but all he could speak in is screeches so they would have to literally <laughs> like I wish there were a stenographer there. I think that in that episode, like the only missing element would have been a stenographer. That would have been a good joke. And the stenographer (laughs) just like goes crazy on her keyboard because she doesn't know what to actually put. And when you look, it's just screech, 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 E-E-E or something, whatever the, however you write out (laughs) that screeches. But the thing is that like with him, they're like, uh, this is not looking good. This ain't looking good for us. He set us up. And he only set them up because who is called to the witness box? Poison Ivy herself. Yes. And it's weird because, like, I, I think Harley is still, I don't think Harley or her best friend has, like, they they don't have a black heart. That's the thing. They like they don't they actually care about people. 
Mm-hmm. They just have weird ways to go about going it. Yeah. So Harvey pleads with her bestie, like, you know what? I, I will take the rap. Like, you've saved me so many times. Yeah. And what is Poison Ivy do? She does the opposite. She takes exactly. the rap. She she totally blames the both of them. And it's also interesting because, you know, you have Kite Man. You have this future to worry about. Mm-hmm. But no. You know what this reminds me of, too? This reminds me kind of a little bit of kind of like your bromance films and your bromance films. Because why can't girls? They they never have a term for girlmance. Like girlmance is not a term. But bromance, like why do you have a term for guys that could like just have each other's backs, but not girls that could have each other's backs? I don't get I think that. it's just girlfriends. Or friends. I can't do the accent. Yeah. I mean, you would say girlfriends, but then in the eyes of a guy, when you say girlfriend of a girlfriend, they automatically go on their teenage hornball thing. And they're like, oh, she's your your lesbians. Okay. Huh. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. We will touch on this again later. Mm -hmm. Of course. (laughs) But um, apparently, no, I mean, like, it's kind of like a Thelma and Louise thing Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like, if you go down, I go down. If I go down, you go down. Like, you'll you'll be your ride or die. And all us guys would love to see the ladies go down. Well, on each other. I, there's a sex. That was a really shitty job at a sex joke, guys. I'm sorry. No, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I like that. That's funny. But uh, no, I mean, she basically uh, takes the rap with Harley. They are both subjected to not gar- uh, uh, Arkham Asylum. Something mm-hmm. slightly, I guess, bigger and deeper. They get mm-hmm. sent to the pit. Yes. Bane's pit. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second, but yeah. we switch over a little bit because I, it could have been, I, I thought it could have been kind of like a, a bottle episode, but no, I mean, it's like an AB plot thing. Yeah. Which Instead I like to. Kangaroo Court, we get a lot more details and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the of fit, course. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I like the whole, like, I love when people say it's a kangaroo court. Well, they say it in the like episode an actual itself. term. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now we focus in on the sores with one of our favorite people to not shit on. We don't like to shit on him, but he's fun to kind of make fun of, which who used to be kind of like the King Arthur of Gotham, which was Jim Gordon. And he and Batgirl scour the sores uh, for a rat trap which a couple of episodes ago tried to capture both Harley and Ivy and happened to capture as well uh, Kite Man. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's running guns underground because I guess rats run underground. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, the thing is that Barbara is pretty pissed at now what Batman had considered his flank because he's consistently drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they address this too. Oh, I love that they address this. 
Yeah, because as, as the seasons progressed, we've seen Jim become more and more of an alcoholic and very reckless at that. And uh, yeah, and so it comes up to uh, to be uh, to as an issue here, which is nice. Mm-hmm. He um and he drops his flask, I believe, right? He drops his flask in like the sores. And yeah. like because he drops it on like the concrete and then it goes on the sores. Ratman escapes because he know and he sticks his rats on him. And then at some point, it kind of like floats down the little river of sorrow <laughs> in the sores. <laughs> and Batgirl saves him, kind of. But uh, she's like, really, really. And he's like, which is a classic alcoholic move. He's like, that's not mine. Yeah. And the funny thing, it well, not funny. I mean, it, well, I guess you could say pointed thing, but it's supposed to be made as a funny joke. But it, it's still funny. Is uh, he has an engraving on it? The engraving reads "GCPD Commissioner James W. Gordon." So first of all, he says that it's not mine when she shows it to him. Mm-hmm. It's clearly his name. But the funnier thing is that at the bottom, I don't know if you, I guess you didn't pause it. Uh, like I try to pause stuff sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it says super cop sauce. Yeah. It's not like super cop <laughs> alcohol. It's not like super cop wanting to just clock out. It's super cop sauce. And everybody who knows what sauce is, it could be sauced. That's fine. But. Anyway, uh, what uh, what goes on next? Um, what is it? Uh, Harley and Ivy are pushed into the pit by Bane. And, they don't really uh, have a choice at that point. Yeah, it's funny because they uh, I think he threatens them. It's either like pit or, or death, and then they get pushed in, and you think they might be falling to their doom, but they're yeah. just cushioning on the bottom. <laughs> and <laughs> I like Bane's that joke like, oh. too. Yeah, and he's just like, ooh, and then he, he, he jumps in as well, which is, yeah. it's quite funny to watch, because... He yeah. jumps in like a kid would jump into a swimming pool. Cannonball style. Yeah, cannonball style. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the thing is that we realize that it's not actually too much of a tomb or a prison. It's not the prison we saw in The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much a rehabilitation center and criminals, the really deranged kind can can uh, can figure themselves out and get clean and and be healthy and and rehabilitate. Like Bane's surprisingly yeah. good at being a corrections officer counselor person, which, which shouldn't like, be that surprising I... because it's it's Bane. So far he's been kind of friendly. But which like you know. I like what they do with Bane in the series. Because mm-hmm. you always think like Bane, like whenever I think of Bane, I typically, and maybe I'm a plebeian, but I think of Bane as just Bane, Brack, uh, break Batman back. Like I always think of it in Hulk terms, like three mm-hmm. words, Bane, break Batman back or four terms. But yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like Bane's not so bad. He actually doesn't want these people like... or recidivists and stuff like that people who will go back into the world once prisoned and commit the same crimes they they will actually tighten tighten up and they'll they'll just be better people 
mm-hmm. which is something that you don't expect from a villain because you're like they're villains. That's the one thing that kind of confused me too. <laughs> Well, what? It's kind of like Bane's a villain. He doesn't mind killing people. But why do you want these people? And I guess it makes sense because if Bane and Two-Face are running this operation, they want all the other villains to be more or less castrated so yes, that they can I, rule. Yeah, I mean, I the way I saw it was different. I just thought Bane was okay with getting in tune with your more sensitive and personal side. Cause and, well, and that could be pain. the thing, too. <laughs> I mean, there are a few ways to interpret this whole thing. But I do like the fact that in this pit, you see a lot of other people in there. It's mm-hmm. not like they're just the only two captives in this. Yeah. You see Killer Croc, apparently, is trying to paint out his feelings. <laughs> and they they make sh- like they make fun of him, and I like I d- this just made me laugh so hard. He's like, I'm just trying to work out my shit, <laughs> which is awesome. Hey, because you're just because you're a criminal doesn't mean you can't work out your shit too. You know? No, oh, that's a, that's the thing. Yeah. But um, let's see where do we go? Uh, so we go back uh, before that. Uh, Ivy's kind of worried because she has to marry some dude soon. She has to marry mm-hmm. a kite man. And she's worried about like what like how am I going to protect the plants if I'm down here? Like I can't. There's no plants. And so Harley makes the good case of like well the Great Barrier Reef Aquaman could do that. Which I'm sure she would be pissed at anyway because it's a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and Swamp Thing is Swamp Thing. Please, like I might be kind of out of touch, but is Swamp Thing a hero or a villain? Swamp Thing is by and large uh, a hero. The hero. Um, okay. Yeah, he's he's sort of an anti-hero, but for the most part, his whole role is to protect Mother Nature itself. Yeah. So, so she'd be like, yeah. "Who would take care of the rainforest?" And she'd be like, "Swamp Thing," yeah. which makes a whole lot lot of sense because i always thought of him as an anti-hero he is because uh he's seen as a monster or a bigfoot type creature yeah. but he, his whole as you delve more into the comics particularly the alan moron um you find out swamp thing is sort of nature itself but i won't say anymore because if you haven't read swamp thing please do oh no series. no don't yeah. <laughs> like guys please please read these comics um, yeah i bet they are fucking amazing yeah, Swamp Thing is hands down. Like, I actually read the entire thing when I was visiting New Orleans, which is perfect, because that's where it takes oh, place. Nice. And, um, yeah, Swamp Thing, uh, and they have the DC show as well, which I'm very sad was canceled. Um, hopefully they'll try to do some sort of iteration of it in the future. Um, but it's it's very much unlike a comic that you've read before. Um, was it canceled? <laughs> like, I thought it was canceled after, like... Yeah, it was a mix of things. It was like there was infighting that people didn't talk about budgetary really? issues with the state. Um, the big the big thing they blamed it on was budgetary issues with the state for Swamp Thing. Uh, apparently, oh. they didn't get the tax cut they needed, which cost them quite a lot of money. And then later information came out that they did get it, but it it was too late that a lot of the people already kind of found new jobs or or stopped, yeah. you know, renewing contracts, et cetera, et cetera. So nobody knows fully the reason why Swamp Thing yeah. got canceled. It was a shame though, because. Um, Season two would have delved into more of the Alan Moore stuff, I think, which is oh, really the, the version of Swamp Thing 
Um, I I grew to love. Um, if you like Sandman, that... Neil Gaiman, Sandman, Swamp Thing, very connected. But yeah. Ooh, nice. Uh, but mm-hmm. so now, because Jim has thoroughly let down his own daughter, disguised as Batgirl, at home they have a meal, and this is one of my favorite jokes because we see how Jim is so depressed. <laughs> He's kind of like he and Barbara are having dinner and whatnot. And I guess he's so depressed that he has like a plate of spaghetti. He's like kind of twirling it around. And at some point, I guess when you're that depressed or you don't give a shit or you're that drunk, it I guess maybe doesn't matter. You just squirt a shit ton of mayonnaise on your spaghetti, which is like, ew. That's the worst. Who would do that? Mm-hmm. And you kind of realize that, at least from like the first iteration of Jim Gordon in this entire series, you've known that he's given up. Now, in other Batman iterations, as far as I know, uh, Jim is not that bad. He can be bad, but he's not kind of like, I'm just giving up. I don't care. Who cares? I'm just going along for the ride. And... Now you have somebody working by his side, which is his daughter. And she's like, I don't really like you like this. It's kind of like if I I think in the first uh, season, didn't they have him kind of like do like almost like a cheeseburger David Hasselhoff thing? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's kind of like you knew it was building up to this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you squirt mayonnaise into your I guess bourbon or whiskey or whatever the hell it was that's how you know you're depressed and you stir it like that's alright you're too that's drunk disgusting. to care yeah. yeah no you're too drunk to care and she is like you know what I, I, I don't know what to do with like with you like I want you to clean yourself up but before she can really say that Oh, and an unexpected guest comes to play, which is Two-Face. Didn't finish the job. Because, like, around the board a little bit, around New New Gotham, he's been hearing that Jim's become a vigilante. Now, a drunk vigilante is dangerous. Mm-hmm. But a sober vigilante is lethal. And obviously he kind of knew that he wanted to get rid of like the dangerous part. So he shoots up the entire house, stuff like that, realizes that Barb's not there. Yeah, Gordon notices that Barbara disappears and it's because she suits up to become Batgirl. Yes. But then we go back into the pit because I like how, and I, I like I try to do these too with like, uh, scripts and whatnot, as I'm sure you do too. Uh, like mm-hmm. you want to go, you don't want to go too much on a scene. Like you, uh, you want to create like a kineticism. Yeah, you want to create tension and, and keep the tension. thing moving. Yeah. So so uh, we go back to the pit, and Harley and Ivy are like they're going towards like a powwow with Zaz and Bane. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Ivy is kind of like, I don't want to share my feelings because it's kind of like you hold the stick, you get to, which I think is one of those like callbacks to probably now that I think about it, um, like a, a Lord of the Flies thing. Or the talking stick. The, what was that? The talking stick or the the conch or whatever, right? And well, the, it was back the, con- the Yeah, it was the conch shell. Yeah. But yeah. kind of like it's a, it's a type you... of it's a type of thing that you do in therapy uh, for groups usually. Mm. So yeah, and that makes <laughs> sense. So nobody could actually talk over each other because then Precisely. that would be a riot. Yeah, <laughs> which is what we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Ivy is kind of like I don't want to share my feelings, and I'll be honest, as somebody that like I'm I'm I like to share my feelings sometimes sometimes like no like don't ask me like if you're gonna put me on the spot yeah like i don't know like were you ever like that um it depends sometimes i can be very i take it back actually all the time i'm usually an open book Mm -hmm. um but sometimes if i don't want to be like that uh i'm very reclusive exactly Uh, you kind of like go back into your shot like i do that the same thing yeah and like the thing is that they're supposed to be uplifted because Zaz, of all people, Zaz is more evil than Harley or Poison Ivy. And he's like, I've been reformed. And mm-hmm. kind of like Zaz. You can really. tell by the grown hair, too. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't catch that. His long blonde hair covering up his, his murder scars that he likes to etch on his body a little yeah, bit. I, did, a little I, bit. I didn't catch that. Wow. That was, that, yeah. that was a good catch. Very silly. Uh, but it Bane, who is presiding over this, like he would was presiding. Bane likes to preside, either what, whether it's <laughs> over court or just like a group therapy meeting. Yeah, he fills a lot of hats into it in the uh, in this world because most of the other rogues are gone. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so like this is his world right now for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, he was like, and an added bonus because for all the people that have, I guess, gone beyond their murderous uh, instances and realms and all of that, they can create a talent show that is exemplifying what they've done with their progress. Progress mm-hmm. is supposed to be pro- like progress is supposed to be well, like one of those main things. And he's like, well, we got an extra surprise for you. And I was going to think before he said, like the split second before he said that, I was going to be like, there's a way out. But he said, we have George Lopez coming over. (laughs) (laughs) To do stand up at the talent show. To do stand up. Because that makes sense. But that's kind of the the unexpected whammy jokes that you expect in Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like, that's, like, I didn't think that I would laugh that much yeah. before it, because you're expecting something else. So they like to switch things up, which I love about the show. Mm-hmm. But he's being choppered in. And yeah. the thing is that Harley and Ivy are like, oh, chopper. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You could do something like that. Yeah. It is an easy way to get out of the giant pit. So Gordon hides in his closet and he's kind of like steadying his gun 
but he comes across pictures of Barbara and him. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, back with the, uh, at Gordon's house in the, uh, the, yeah, the B story, right? In the B story, because he escaped uh, the grenade. But he looks at them, and it's like one of those classic things of, what am I doing with my life? And he... I don't know. I mean, to me, I don't know about you, but he, I think, is kind of... Um, a hero in kind of I and I think he had another plan in mind but he was kind of like you know what? I'm gonna surrender to you yeah to two-face mm-hmm. and, and keep in mind in... uh and this is one of the things I, I like about the writing in the show um we've established now that Gordon and Dent have known each other for a long time they had yeah. somewhat of a bro rivalry they they're not complete strangers of all of all the villains in the rogue gallery, with the exception of Joker, who has a relationship with everyone because he's the Joker and he kind of forces it upon you. Um, Dent and and uh, and Gordon, you know, they they they're intimately like brothers in a weird way, but in like different sides of the coin at this place and time. So this they isn't are. just a random like, uh, oh, this is a one-off villain trying to kill him. It's like this is your former your former friend turned evil. Mm-hmm. Who took your police station, took Gotham City, and took everything from you after yeah. he turned into a Because apparently he wasn't doing the job. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's so interesting because, again, like, there's so much built in this season with their relationship, but you don't notice it until now, which I like yeah. a lot. Yeah. But, it, like, the weird thing is that I like, at least in, like, the, the Dark Knight and whatnot, like, they were pretty much working hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, all right, well, I know what happens if somebody like me goes rogue. And I've gone rogue before, but I've not gone rogue in like an opposite direction. I've gone rogue in Batman's direction. Whereas like, Two-Face is kind of like, eh, well, I'm going rogue in the other direction. I used to be a good guy, but now I'm a bad guy. And yeah. it goes back to the whole thing of either live uh, to become, what? what was it? You either see yourself die the hero or live long enough to see become yourself the become the villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a weird um, thing. But the thing is that as he kind of gives himself up to Two-Face... Lo and behold, Batgirl comes into play. And, yeah. like, a very broken down. And I could not feel, like, like more for Jim. Because he's like, you don't want to save me. I'm not worth saving and whatnot. And she's like, well, no. I mean, you're always worth saving. And he's like, well, no. Batman is always worth saving. That's why you have him on a, your suit. And she's like, well, it was, it's just like a thing that I do, but you are always my hero. And then finally she reveals her identity, which and is he's like, what my daughter? Yeah. I'm so proud of you in a very sentimental. No. And, and like, that's scene. the thing. Like I, at that point, like just, there was like a little moment that I think there was like possibly like kind of like a tear for me in his eye. And yeah, it's kind of like, dude, you need to clean your ass up. <laughs> yeah. And and but, he does eventually, but again, no, he does. 
the thing is that there's also in back in the pit like a place that Harley could tell because they come up with a plan a place to tell her insult comedy to result in possibly a riot which Mm -hmm. is the talent show yeah but apparently Bane likes to keep a tidy ship Mm-hmm. As a good warden does, he very much cares about if you don't if you don't uh, do your bed right. And because Harley just didn't arrange it in the correct way and tidied up, uh, she gets she gets banned basically from performing in the talent show. Yep. And this is a huge deal because the entire plan was basically on Harley's stand-up routine and being the Joker's you know former girlfriend and her whole clown mo. Uh, yeah. Everyone, you know, it it just makes sense for her to do stand-up. But because she can't perform, uh, uh, Ivy has to step up to the plate. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing is that with Ivy, uh, I, Ivy, uh, <laughs> it's okay. actually, no, uh, well, I'm going to get to that in a moment. But okay. um, with Ivy stepping up to the plate, she's kind of like one of those people where personally I would never want to get up in front of an audience. Like, I don't mind getting up and speaking in front of an audience, Mm -hmm. but I would never want to do stand-up. I'd be scared shitless from that. And Ivy is the same way. She's like, I can't take your routine and do it. But she's like, you gotta. This is our only way. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's beautiful because it's just great in terms of writing. Because Ivy, uh, she keeps to herself so much, and mm. stand-up is a weird form of therapy. Yes. It forces you to be your authentic, true self on stage and bleed in front of an audience. And so Ivy, who's been hesitant this entire season of mm. opening up, et cetera, and even Kite Man, that whole marriage proposal, et cetera, like, it's all been building up to Ivy slowly opening herself up, which then, you know, crescendos into a moment mm. where Ivy has to stand on stage in front of her fellow fellow villains in row gallery to mm. do stand up. Yeah. yeah. And she bombs. Yeah. She bombs initially because she's trying to do what Harley wanted to do, which exactly. might have made a difference. Like if yeah. Harley were to do that possibly cuz nobody likes Harley. I mean, granted, <laughs> she's the one put on trial really. Yeah. Uh, but at some point because it's weird there's considered this i guess woke audience that like they've realized that uh, we can be rehabilitated and we can see the good in people which is not something you want to see in villains because they're villains and so then at some point she fesses up and she's like all right Honestly, because they see their hopes dashed with the copter. Yeah, yeah so Lopez. George Lopez, he did his stand-up. That was the weird thing about this. George Lopez did this stand-up routine before Harley was going to go on. So no matter what, she was already... The, both yeah. her and Ivy were facing bad odds because you you have to follow up a comic, you know, legend. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah, so it um, after he was done and they flew off, Harley... Or not Harley, uh, Ivy... You know, she's doing this routine and stuff, and it's failing, and she's using Harley's jokes. Um, a, a big thing is, you know, because there was nothing left to lose, mm-hmm. 
she was finally able to let go of the bullshit and be vulnerable and honest. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful touching scene because you you see that vulnerability connect with her fellow villains and this pit, this pit that oddly enough, the villains and everybody else like Zask and Croc have grown to love because it's opened up that part of them. Ivy does a weird thing and it's not intentional. Like this is just her bearing her soul open and yeah. she, she creates a metaphor for the pit itself mm-hmm. uh, yes. regardless. How's it go again? Like, a well, she basically said like, I was like in this pit of not wanting to let people in. And then I let somebody in and I actually liked them. And now I'm still in this physical pit. So technically life is bullshit. You're also like, everybody's in this pit and it stirs up emotions within them. That's the thing. Yeah. And, And they're like, yeah, like, you know what? I've grown. Why am I in this pit right now? This physical pit. Why can't I just go out into the world and explore what I've learned? And it just gets people pissed. Uh, It slightly seems like um, a a scene at some point from a super jail because there's a lot of heads flying. There's a lot of blood flying because everybody riots, which was not her intention to do that because she gave up on her original intention of the riot to get out. Yeah. Of the riot. So they're like, you know what? We actually we're smart villains. We can get out of this. So they started creating like this whole weird, I don't even know, like gathering whatever they can and setting it on fire and putting it up so they can get up to you, like yeah, the surface. They, yeah, they basically just started stacking chairs, to any sort of uh, any sort of thing they could to yeah. try to create a, a ladder or makeshift tower to get out of the pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the weird thing is that once like uh harleen and well first of all uh i I think i'm forgetting something right now uh okay oh yeah there's the fight between uh jim gordon and two-face and jim gordon actually like goes it at a badass and takes a knife through the fucking hand Oh, it's yeah, it's better than that. Gordon and and his daughter, they team up to retake GCPD. Yeah. And it's it's not just a knife through the hand. He goes full on John Wick John and just murders Wick. <laughs> you know what? the shit out of everyone with pistols. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it's it's funny cuz again, we we know Gordon to be the respectable good cop. Mm-hmm. Damn good cop, super cop, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. And and he enters this fucking place with two guns and he's like, "All right, daddy's home <laughs> he starts yeah, just pretty much people left and right and like a, one of the most epic shootouts has ever been done in i think mm-hmm. batman history because you don't yeah. normally see that yeah no uh, totally yeah and uh, like well bad make... girl sitting outside that's the best part he's like hold on babes and then like, bam 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 <laughs> just kills everyone left and like the funny thing is that i think right now from this point forward that would be his alcohol oh yeah like that's his like new high where yeah. he's kind of like I get off on really fucking shit up and I'm like okay you know what Jim you're back I was waiting for this Batman needs you but I mean Batman's still kind of in convalescence so 
hmm, we'll see. I mean, Jim is funny in a certain point or to a certain point as kind of like a drunk, but like, if you know people like that, it's kind of like, all right, um, it hits a little too close to home. So (laughs) I think there needed to be a break in that too. And I think there also needed to be a break in which we will say in a few moments. So we go back from that to two face, kind of uh, a- after he's like on his own high uh, just being a policeman an upstanding policeman murderous policeman but upstanding uh, yeah, mean Gordon, right? yeah Gordon uh, he yeah Gordon he hits him he actually puts Two-Face in the cell and whatnot. and then where do we go we go back into the pit mm-hmm. so in the pit while they're trying to just with the help of other inmates, quote unquote inmates, uh, go up to the top, Harley's like, we're never going to get this. And so what I call, and I've said this uh, in my description, like kind of like to me, I, I don't know if you would consider it this, but a deus ex machina. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like, all right, one of the walls has chipped uh, in the whole pit, and there's a vine. So yeah, you would have obviously the best person to save you, your bestie, Ivy, yeah. just kind of like put you up. But Bane grabs them, he holds them down, and so the thing is that uh, we, you, I, I will let you take the rest away. Oh, it's so uh, good. Yeah, before okay, uh, before Bane or before they can get out, Bane holds them down. Ivy and Harley, as they're trying to use this vine, that as you mentioned, you're, and you're right, do a sex machina. Uh, they're trying to use it to climb out, and Bane holds them down, and he threatens, and he basically won't let them go. And Harley mm-hmm. decides in that moment that after everything that Ivy's done for her, she's going to sacrifice herself. She's going to let Harley go. And just pay her best friend back, let her best friend's life move on while she essentially falls down the pit to what's very much obviously her death. It's it's very dramatic, and it's a little hokey, but when you start to see it happen, it's a straight-down pit. Like, there, there's nothing that can save anyone, really. Um, yeah. So Harley and, and, uh, and Bane fall while Ivy uses the vine to climb all the way up. And it's sad because you see her, you know, wave goodbye, say goodbye to each other. And so they fall, they fall, they fall. And it's dramatic. And in the process, I believe Harley cuts off Bane's venom uh, tube, so he shrinks down. So more Mm -hmm. than likely, Bane might be dead. But given how awesome of a character he is, I doubt it, but we'll see. I doubt it. um, And she's falling to her death. And in the weirdest surprise moment, which it it sort of defies the laws of physics, but I'm not going to question it. Uh, Ivy is able to go all the way back up, get more fucking vines, and like jumps back down and is able to rescue Harley before she hits the ground. The only mm. logical way I could think of that happening is she had to have been using the vines, like her ability to push the vines to go further, uh, mm-hmm. to fall down faster than. Yeah, I than mean, I guess she right, has but, like a, yeah. like an actual superpower, so she probably could. 
but then that still breaks physics. But I'm not going to fucking question physics. It's a it's an animated show. <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, like it, I'm sure gonna, if you yeah. if you know anything about that, though, technically she still wouldn't have made it no matter what she did. But it's it's fine. The point mm. is, is she 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 finds her. She catches catches uh, Harls Harley whenever, and mm. her and Ivy just bloop, they flip out of the pit together and they fall, and they're like, yes, yay, they survive and shit, right? And then, mm-hmm. Rob, if you will. They kiss. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I, I think that it, it could be a combination of things. It could be like the adrenaline running mm-hmm. right now uh, because one was an imminent death and one was an imminent life. And the one that saved life, it's kind of like, how could you owe this person more? But the thing is that I think they've throughout the series kind of really hinted towards them being like, I mean, sometimes it, it's weird when you go with movies and whatnot, when you get to like bromances and whatnot, people are like, ah, they're gay or they're lesbian and whatnot. But mm-hmm. the thing is that it could have been like a flash in the pan thing, but it could have been more because yeah. They're like tight, like super, like tight, like friends. So they're best friends. What was that? Oh, so they're best friends. Yeah, and well, I mean, I wouldn't say right now that if I had a best male friend, I wouldn't kiss him if he saved my life. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not saying every best friend turns, you know. Like or does that, but in this situation, they're but very it's much like an friends. adrenaline rush, so you yeah. do that, and yeah, it's kind of like okay, we don't know where this this is going from that. But what the setup was beautiful because like spoilers hit, I think in the first episode that um that this was potentially going to happen, but in episode I think two or three, mm-hmm. they did a really good uh, what's the word red is it red herring or red uh yeah red herring yeah red herring where um. The, the close intimate scene you saw between the two of them was just them touching hands as mm-hmm. Ivy melted some Ace Chemicals uh, douchebags who were screwing with the environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, every sort of implication that these two might get together was kind of thrown out, especially because after episode after that, uh, Kite Man and, and Harley um, and uh, sorry, Ivy got engaged. Yeah. Uh, so this that entire plot line, we thought, OK, it was just the tiny hand touching this is thrown out the window. They're just best friends. It's whatever. Like, and th- everything's been building up to this wedding. So, or at least the past three episodes. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's very much thrown out the window. Like we don't, th- it's not on your mind anymore. And what does the show do? It just boom. And a moment of vulnerability, a moment of truth, especially with Ivy, because Ivy has come to these really deep realizations about her personality and what she cares about when she loves. And then Harley, you know, in this moment of almost death, they realize what matters to them. The two of them, and it's love. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the two of them. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I don't know where it's gonna go, but absolutely in that moment, it made perfect sense. And I think no, it's beautiful. It, it, it did. And I I'm just gonna end with the fact that just because you feel that society would accept you as like a heterosexual couple doesn't necessarily end especially if you have somebody that really cares about you if you're a different gender you could still have all the love in the world for them Mm -hmm. but there might be something more intense 
in your realm. And that might be towards the same sex. It It's a really sketchy territory. And I like that they're getting into this sketchy territory because now it's kind of like, it almost seems like oh, it, 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 Edward Albee play or something like that, where mm-hmm. it's kind of like, is this guy gay? Is this guy not? Like, where do things go? Or like a kitchen sink play. Um, it's so like they they really kind of like abandoned this and i thought they would but i didn't think they would in such a dramatic form but still love it love it yeah love it love it love it too and i can't i can't wait to see uh what happens next honestly yeah because like for the next couple of or a few episodes it's going to be kind of like all right this is going to be kind of awkward so their interactions, yeah. especially with the enemies, might be a little bit... It's going to create for some good comedy. It will. And I, I do like that this is the mid-season, uh, the, literally the mid-season episode. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a great place to introduce this, this dynamic and, and yeah. where the, the pivot happens. Uh, I have a gut feeling, and I can't confirm, or, like I'm not sure if this is what's going to happen, but I think this is what might happen. Um, I feel like the Kite Man wedding is still going to happen. And like, even though this this very revealing moment happened, they might not hardcore address it until towards the end of the season again, and which and then double down on their reaffirmation of their love. Um, as a writer, that's what I would do. But exactly, I don't know. I, I, oh, yeah, I, I don't was know. honestly just about to say, like, you're speaking like what I would say. You're speaking like a writer. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, it's uh, that's what I would do. But again, it's like that's what I love about the show is surprisingly well written. Like, it's you don't know what yeah. is going to happen essentially. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I want out of every episode of anything that I watch. Like, I don't want to know what's going to happen because certain episodes of certain things are like, eh, I know it's going to happen and whatnot, but I watch it anyway. Yeah, aka well, more, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> predictable plotting is unfortunate uh, in the very uh, cookie cutter, cookie cutter formulaic way of screenwriting, especially mm-hmm. now. Uh, it's getting better though. Uh, a lot of people have been changing. If you watch Rick and Morty, their season episode yeah. six, I think their uh, their first episode of the second half of the season, very much threw that formula out the window again, which was very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but all, I know some people didn't like it. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, writing. Um, all right. So um, I'm just going to really do this really quickly. Uh, Andy Daly, who is one of my favorite comedians of all time. He does Two-Face. Matt Oberg is Killer Croc. And Brad Morris is Victor Zaz. Because we all know the main characters and whatnot. Um, But I wanted to shout out them because they're doing a phenomenal job. So... Yeah, kudos. Like, this season's been excellent, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess we're going to round this out right now. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, as always, you can catch us all at theworkprint.com, where Rob and I both write many articles, and you can follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Everything is on the WordPrint. You can you can find our tags there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. after the credits, uh, we're probably going to do something new this week, something uh, we haven't done it in a while, which is like a group uh, thing so we'll see how that goes if it does go who knows <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much it all right awesome and uh yeah we'll tune in and hear from you next week yeah yes definitely <laughs>